Derek and I am a dildo smith. I am the creator of LMVD and I make dildos every day. I'm here to do the weekly AMA Ask Me Anything. This is Ask a Dildo Smith, where I answer your questions about all things relating to dildos, dildo making, or anything else that might come up. So, yeah, um, once again, I am here, left my own devices, and uh, just, uh, well, George is off doing stuff this evening, so I am in charge and kind of, I don't know, maybe a little bit lost. I'm not used to having to run this by myself. I've come to kind of depend on George and she's become a indispensable part of this little project. So, um, howdy. Hey, Cat Sextant. Good to see you there. Um, let's see. It's been kind of a, a crazy week. Um, I can't remember if I mentioned it last week or not, but uh, we did get news from the landlord that he made a mistake and we're not going to be able to take the new space on May 1st. Um, or actually, it was supposed to be April 1st. Yeah, April 1st, we were supposed to take the new space, uh, but he made a mistake on the previous lease. And so, yeah, we are having to push everything back a month. Um which it kind of makes room for getting ready for it a little bit easier and uh, we can pack things up. I've got a lot of stuff to pack. Um, I'm kind of amazed that we have so much that we have to, it's probably going to take at least one load with uh, some professional movers. So yeah. Um, actually, uh, Last weekend, I had a really interesting experience. I don't know. Last week, I did a, uh, it was about 10 days ago now, I did a TikTok, um, which we have a TikTok if you want to go check that out. Uh, just search for Amavidi, you'll find us. And I finally had one that got some traction. Um, as the last time I checked, about 85,000 views and 6,000 likes and oh geez, several hundred comments. So yeah, um, TikTok has been kind of nice to us this week and uh, we're starting to do some of our more, I don't wanna say behind the scenes, but TikTok lends itself to very short and specific segments. And so we have taken to posting core videos and peel videos and I did try to do a couple of reveals but TikTok took them down and um, said that I violated community guidelines so whether you uh, like that or not I don't think I'm gonna be able to do reveals on TikTok I might be able to get away with it if I don't show the entire piece. So, you know, if I pull it out of the mold and I have my hand over the head of it, I can argue that it's not really a sex toy kind of thing. But um, yeah, that's gonna be my next uh, project. So, um, we'll see. Um, I kinda like TikTok. I, I really didn't understand it. It took me probably a year to get my head around 
what uh, what TikTok is all about. And so that meant that I really didn't do a whole lot with it, but I'm kind of figuring it out now. And there's some very interesting parts of TikTok that I didn't know existed a year ago. Uh, kink talk is a thing, which if you search for the hashtag kink talk, K-I-N-K-T-O-K, then uh, you'll find some really interesting stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm learning it, and I think it's going to be a great place for us to show those just show those just little snippets of kind of behind the scenes stuff that I don't want to do a whole video on, but being able to show the pour process or the, the the pulling it out of the mold or the I actually kind of like the peels where you peel it out of the mold. So um, that's something that uh, we'll probably do more of. Actually, I think nope, not that one. There it is. Actually, this has been a really popular one. Let's see if I can make this work. Ooh, there it is. Okay. So um, I cannot play the music because copyright stuff and YouTube, Twitch, everybody will have a fit about the music. But this is one of the TikToks that we posted. Um, has uh, 85,000 views or so. And what is that? Looks like that's 7,000 likes, 150 something comments. So yeah, this one did well for us. And uh, I don't know what the deal is. Everybody thinks it looks like toothpaste, but I don't know. It was kind of a, um, it was kind of playing with a patriotic pour for July for, you know, 4th of July kind of stuff. But um, so yeah. That's the TikTok. Um, actually, I have that pour. Since I can't show the reveal on TikTok, I can do it here though. And this is what that was. This is the, the Metropole in, can I call it superhero? I, I don't really know. Um, it's one of those things. It's. Uh, red, white, and blue. So, you know, it's kind of kind of like Captain America, but uh, yeah, that, oops, dropped it. But I actually also have another word that we did this week. Pause. Gorilla Machine, you're moving into a new space. Where, where are you going to? And uh, what are you gonna be doing in that space? Yeah. Um, this was another one we did this week. We were kind of playing with uh, an ocean theme and actually really kind of, kind of pleased with the way that this one came out. It's really got that ocean thing going on. Oops, I can't remember. There is it. There it is. I mean, the, those blue ribbons right in through there just evoke the ocean to me. So this was another one that I was really happy with. And um, the tip was a little bit different. Um, we were trying to figure out, actually this was a test to see how, it was kind of a combo test. One to see how we could handle kind of that ocean blue look, but also technically a test of drips, but uh, didn't really come out the way that we wanted to in terms of drips but it uh, did come out in terms of the ocean. Oh, 
have to refresh myself a bit here. Uh, tonight's beverage is cherry Coke with rum. That's what rum cherry Coke. Uh, Cat Sextant. Superhero is a great name for that color scheme. I, I like it too. Um, I have to admit that was one of George's ideas. So um, I have to give her credit for that. So tonight's topic is, I, I you know, I, I flopped it around in my head for a while here because I'm trying to figure out kind of the best way of saying it. Um, the, the initial title was Drinking the Kool-Aid. And it comes from, uh, you know, the phrase, you have to drink the Kool-Aid. But I kind of put a spin on it in that you kind of have to drink your own Kool-Aid. And the reason is that you kind of have to be insane to start your own business, whether it's a dildo shop or actually had a couple of people talk about other businesses that they were thinking about starting. And uh, I thought it was a really good topic that there's, there's a certain mindset that comes along with being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, starting a small business. And there's a certain amount of insanity that goes along with it. So I will get to that in a moment, but first I would be remiss if I never mentioned our website where you can find all of our toys and such. That would be www.amavidi.com. That's A-M-A-V-I-D-I.com or amavidi.etsy.com. So, um, all right, now that the plug is out of the way, I can get back to my topic at hand. now, before I get started, I want to say that as I as I kind of dive into this, it's going to sound like I'm telling you not to do it, and it's far from it. Um, number one, I think there is nothing better than starting your own business. Um, it's incredible the amount of freedom that comes with that. It's also kind of incredible the amount of stress that comes along with it. But, you know... As an example, this week, I decided that I wanted to take a couple of days and just work from home and kind of work on a social media plan. And I was able to do that. My minions were back at the studio doing the the work that needed to be done to get the projects out the door. But I had that freedom to just choose not to go into work that day. Um, I think I ended up taking off two days this week, which is kind of incredible. I never take time off from work. And that's kind of one of my jokes is that somebody asked me, how's business going? And are you busy? And I'm like, I'm always working. Not that I'm really working, but I'm always thinking about the business. And so, I mean, I work 24 seven in uh, in kind of a real fashion here. But then again, I never work because this is something I enjoy doing. And so it doesn't feel like work. So on the one hand, I'm working constantly, but on the other hand, I'm not working at all. That's kind of one of the dichotomies of owning your own business. And I think that's something that is incredibly freeing to be able to do. Um, like I said, I'm the, if you think that I'm telling you not to do it, far from it. I think there's nothing better than starting your own business. Even if you fuck it up completely, you are going to learn something. 
And I think that learning is an incredible part of living. And this is an area that so few people actually get to experience. Um, got a question here. How do you feel about it? Oh, the grill machine, starting up a dildo smith, makes dildo shop over in Portugal. That's awesome. How do you feel about opening a shop with the goal less of being a major income source, but more to allow me to keep developing it in this art form without it being an infinite money sink? Okay. Um, I'll answer that real quick and then get back to the topic at hand. There is nothing wrong with making this a hobby that pays for itself. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about is that you have enough Bennett business for the, for the shop to kind of support itself, but also give you the time to experiment, play, etc. And that's kind of how my businesses have started. They start off as hobbies and then they turn into full-fledged businesses, but that's kind of where I wanted to go with it. Uh, I actually love the idea of opening a shop and not that you want to be a major player in the market or that you want it to be the main source of your income, but I think it's awesome to be able to make your hobby pay for itself. So that's, um, that's my thought on that. Do it, have fun with it. Um, if you sell half of what you make, then you're going to be more than, you're more than going to satisfy the cost of your, um, yeah. So I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, even if you fuck it all up, you're going to learn something. And I say this, uh, I say, I've said it before, you know, I'm a capitalist and there's nothing wrong with that in a sense. Um, I do temper that with a very, a lot of socialism. I think that the government could do more for the population, but as an economic structure, cause you get to, you got to separate the political structure from the economic structure. Capitalism. I love it. Um, and I think that it is such a fundamental part of at least American society. Cause I realize we've got somebody in Portugal watching the stream. So, um, at least part of American society, capitalism is kind of ingrained into us, but there's something about owning your own business that teaches you capitalism in a very different way. And I think that's, that's awesome. It, it might also sound a little bit like I'm kind of jumping all over the place a little bit, but this thing is super messy. Um, and you, that's kind of one of the, again, this is probably the first dichotomy that I'm going to have to point out is that it's incredibly complicated, but you have to think it's simple because if you, if you actually thought about how complicated it was, you would get paralyzed analysis by paralysis or paralysis by analysis, or you would just get paralyzed by all the things that come up. So you kind of have to say to yourself, how hard could it be? And, you know, there's a certain amount of ignorance there. And I, I use that word in terms, in terms of a lack of knowledge, but there's a certain amount of innocence and ignorance that comes with that question. How hard could it be? And <laughs> that question has kind of become my motto. Uh, George and I joke that it is, if we had a family crest, down at the bottom, it would say, how hard could it be? So 
you know, you've got this, this separation that you have to make in your head, which is it's incredibly complicated, but you have to look at it as if it were incredibly simple. All you're doing is selling a product. Now, this is kind of a, I, I love this idea, but it's so hard to kind of get across. I kind of have a note here. There is a mental, di di mm, sorry, my diction is getting off. There is a mental disconnect between thinking that you are smarter, different, or unique, but also realizing that in the back of your head, you know that you are denying reality, that you're not unique, that you're not different, that you live in the same world as everybody else. And you're probably not any smarter than the average Joe that starts their own business. And you kind of have to deny, um, you have to deny the reality of small businesses. Um, just to give you some statistics. Uh, number one, uh, the failure rate. 20% of small businesses fail in the first year, 30% in the second year, 50% within five years, and 70% within 10 years. Um, so, you know, I, I, I gave this example in one of my posts, but it, would you take a job that may never give you a paycheck and you had a 30% chance of getting fired within the first two years and probably not because you did something wrong, but because of random things in the, in the market. Um, so yeah, I mean, would you take a job that didn't guarantee you a paycheck and chances are within the first 24 months you would get, yeah, you had a 30% chance of getting fired, which is one out of three. Um, so yeah, that's another one of those things when I say, talk, when I talk about denying reality is that, you know, 50% of businesses don't even make it past the first five years. I've been in business for eight, so um, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, made it for past the first 50% and up to about, uh, well, if I can make it past year 10, then I'll be in the top 30% survivors. So, so yeah, um, like I said, there's, there, you just have to deny that reality is that you're probably going to fail and you have to come into it thinking that you're smarter, you're different, you're unique. And you have to keep that in your head while you kind of know in the back of your mind that you're probably going to fail. Um, and then oh geez, I, I use that word fail and a lot of people put the connotation of failure is bad. And personally, I don't think it is. I think that failure is a wonderful thing. Um, I've learned more from my failures than my successes. So, um, there's a, you know, would you rather regret the things that you didn't do or the things that you did? And I fall on the side of regretting the things that I didn't do. There's a paradox of thought that you have to think you know best, but knowing that you need help from people who know better. Um, and this kind of gets into the ego aspect of it. And Ego sounds horrible, but you know, these are the kind of words we have to use to describe the terms and the, the thought process that we have to talk about. So you have to have a bit of an ego when it comes to this, this little idea of starting your own business. Um, again, you have to think you're smarter than everybody else because 
if you weren't any smarter than everybody else, then hasn't somebody already done it? One of my girlfriends asked, I told her that I was going to start making dildos and she said, well, aren't there enough dildos in the world already? Do we really need more? And to that I said, yeah, because I haven't made them. And you know, there's that disconnect of, I have to have that self-confidence maybe a better word than ego, but the, I have to have that self-confidence to think, well, but I haven't done it yet. So maybe there's room for my designs. And I, I am kind of being specific to dildos here, but I think the, the concepts apply across the board, whether you're starting a restaurant or, you know, how many pizza places are there? How many hamburger joints are there? How many times have you driven up to a corner and you see Burger King on one side and you see McDonald's on the other? Aren't there enough burgers in the world already? Well, maybe not. Um, so yeah. Again, you have to think you're unique. Again, I said, like I said, but I haven't done it. I haven't brought my ideas out. And, oh, George, I know that's you. We've got Blackjack Rewrite Company in the chat. And that's George. Yeah. Well, your face is an ego too, but back to my topic at hand. Um, yeah, you have to have that self-confidence to think that what you're bringing to the world actually matters. And I think that's, that's really something. Um, you have to think you're unique. You have to be a leader. Um, and here's the irony, you have to be a leader, but you also have to know that you don't know everything. And you need to bring in the people who do know more than you do in certain categories. Um, you know, you gotta have the ego to say that I'm leading the charge here, but I need an accountant to do the books. I need an attorney to do the contracts, or I need a manager who's gonna handle production. Um, so yeah, um, again, it's, it's so, it's why I call it insanity and why I call it crazy. And, you know, you have to drink the Kool-Aid and that you've got to have this idea that you're, you're awesome, but you also need the help of other people. Um, yeah, there's George again. How could you go three whole weeks without adding in the paint gallery? Because just because I'm not there. Yes, George hasn't been around for the last few weeks because of various theater projects and, and such. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate George. And a few more notes that I've got here. Uh, if it's your first business, you will fuck it up. Um, there's kind of no two ways about it. And if you're lucky, you'll have a mentor. You'll have somebody who can teach you what you need to know about that particular business uh, and they can help you get past some of those initial hurdles um, but in the but the reality is that you're probably gonna fuck it up and oddly enough I think that a lot of businesses can handle you fucking it up more than um, is that my is that my ego speaking is that my self-confidence saying well I can fuck things up but I'm not gonna fuck it that bad um, yeah, so 
I do have a few notes here about, you know, kind of the first thoughts about starting your own business. Um, and some of the advice that I would give somebody who is thinking about it. Um, number one, build a runway. Uh, by that, what I mean is that create a situation where if you made no sales for three to six months, that it wouldn't hurt you. Uh, and that I mean that you would be able to take care of all the things that need to be taken care of, all of the bills, etc. even if you had no sales. So have three to six months of experiences. Um, I'm sorry, three to six months of expenses. I think I messed that up. And don't quit your day job. Um, I think that a lot of people quit their day job thinking, oh, well, this is going to pay off and I'm going to make a ton of money. Um, I think that you'll probably take some time to get to the point where you're actually making enough money to support yourself and your family. Excuse me. Employees. I, I love this topic. Um, I, I make the analogy that having employees is like having kids. I never had kids, so I can't really speak to that directly, but I can say that I've never felt more stress than the days that I've had employees, you know, knowing that not only do, does my family depend on this, but their family does as well. And so it's, it's incredibly stressful in the sense that you know that you are important, so important to their lives that if you fail, then you're going to have an, an immense impact on their life. And there's another irony to this, which is that once you have employees, you're no longer working for yourself. This isn't, this isn't a business that you started for yourself. Now you're working for other people. Now you're working for your employees and you know, it's again, it's one of those disconnects that I have to realize that I started this business to be self-employed. I started this business so that I could be independent. And now I have these people that I'm supporting. Um, don't fret about your choices. Um, you know, once you make a choice, you can never know what would have happened if you made the other choice. So commit to that. Um, if you're going to start your own business, commit to that idea and dive into it. You'll never know what would have happened if you did something differently. Commit to the decisions you've made and follow through with them. And then you kind of have to just let go of the other choices. You, you can't know what they were all about. So George asking, do you feel like a mentor yet? No, uh-uh. Um, I still don't, but maybe one day. I mentioned earlier that if it's your first business, you will fuck it up. And I'll kind of follow up with that is that a mistake or a failure is only bad if you don't learn from it. I've made a ton of mistakes. I've failed so many times. It's kind of crazy, but you know, unless your business collapses because of this mistake, then you've got an opportunity to learn. 
and you got it off to move on. And finally, this is kind of going back to the self-confidence, the ego, the thinking that, well, I know best. I couldn't tell you, I know that I have had conversations with people close to me who have made suggestions about doing this, doing that. And I know I've said, I know I've said this, is that I hear that, but it's not what I'm going to do. This is what I want. Um, there are people who have made comments about how I do my live stream. And I've told them, I, I don't care. This is what I want. This is what I want to do. That I want to approach the, the community and how I want to give back to it. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've more than once I have said that I, I hear what you're saying, but that's not what I'm going to do. That's probably the politest way other than just telling somebody to fuck off and get out of running your business for it. Um, so yeah, um, those are kind of my thoughts. I, it's, um, I think it's a really interesting concept in terms of you have to deny reality. You have to think you're smarter than everybody else and you've got to have ego or self-confidence. And without those three things, it's going to be really hard to, to start that business. But if you can do it. All right, um, I kind of hit on some questions as I was going along there. Um, yeah, absolutely, you're you're more than welcome. I love answering the questions. Uh, it's you know, this is kind of my way of giving back to the community and helping folks out as much as I can. Um, George is still being a, a little brat, so um, I appreciate your help. Um, and hopefully you'll be back next week. Now, I did have a couple of questions in my messages. I'll make sure I get through those. Okay. Uh, this was from KOKM on Twitter. Uh, a question for the Q&A. What's the process for making a proper toy? And toy was in quotes. And by, you know, make a proper toy, I think the question there is kind of what is the process for making a toy that you could actually sell? Something that you could put out into the market and not feel bad about it. I can give you the thumbnail sketch. There's so much that goes into this, but, you know, the first thing is you have to have a master and that master can be made by 3D printing, hand carving, sculpture, all kinds of different ways but you have to have a master. Uh, from there, you're gonna make a mold, uh, whether you do a block mold or a glove mold, those are personal choices. There are pluses and minuses to each, but you'll have to, to make that decision. You'll need silicone, not only to make the block mold, but also to pour your, your final product. Um, you'll need pigments of some sort, whether you're using silk pig from smooth on or any of the micas that are out there. Um, by the way, make sure that you look at the MSDS on the micas to make sure that they are body safe. So now we've got the mold, we've got the materials, we've got the colors. 
you're going to need to have a vacuum chamber so that you can pull all the air out. It will actually, I'll show you something here. If you've ever been curious about kind of how the, how it looks when silicone's being degassed, pull this up here. Where's my browser share? I had a browser share. There it is. Um, this is degassing the silicone. And I need to make sure that the music is not on. Okay, good. But you can see it, you know, we're actually taking the, oops, clicking on the wrong things. TikTok, there we go. But you can see the vacuum is pulling the air out of it. And what's happening is that the silicone is expanding and the air that is in it is getting drawn out. And then at a certain point, you'll see it collapse. And it should happen right there. Yeah, right there. You'll see it collapse. And at that point, you've probably got 90% of the air out of it. And you'll let it go for another minute or so to pull out just as much air as you possibly can. And once you've got it vacuumed, then you will go back to your mold, pour it in, and wait one to four hours on the silicone that you need. So yeah, uh, that is the process. I, it's kind of a quick overview. You can dive into each of those steps, probably do an episode on each of those steps at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of the, the overall thought process that goes to it. Have a master, make a mold, pour into the mold, and then it's pretty straightforward. Now, I have said this before, as a as an option um if you really want to just experiment go to your local sex stop sex shop sex shop or toy store or what have and get a clone of willy kit you can get them on amazon also but you can use the clone of willy kit to make a mold of toy that you carve out of clay or sculpey such and then you can use that to pour your first toy. And the silicone they use is a very, has a very long pot life, which means that the air can kind of rise to the top without having to be vacuumed. But uh, it also means it takes about four to eight hours to cure, depending on various things. But uh, yeah, Clone Willy Kit is a great way to get into it. So, what are your thoughts? Do I cover that well enough? I, it, it's such an interesting idea to me and you really have to just ignore the reality and do it anyway. So, uh, what else? Is there anything else I needed to talk about tonight? I think that there were I didn't note everybody uh, that I got messages from, and I hope that the folks who did send me messages or did reply to my Twitter posts got the answers they needed. So yeah, um, that's kind of about it, I think. I don't really know if there's anything else I need to talk about. 
I might uh, hang out and just sit in the chat for a little while if uh, if you want to. And we can go back and forth and just answer questions that. So, unless there's anything else. Oops, I hit the wrong button. Uh, things move around on me. So, unless there's anything else, I am going to wrap it up for the evening. And I will see you next week. Bye.